Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. Who are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. And Music. We are just A podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton, you know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. It looks to me like we are live from what I'm seeing on the internets. So this means this must be an actual show that we're about to do. It is the Kids on the Escalator Tuesday night edition. We were going to try to go last night, but anyways, foiled by the force. And here we are on Tuesday night. Uh, returning with our, uh, our well, I don't know the guy. He's got residents now in the in the dorm. Look at him uh, go, Mike Pongratz. Uh, along for the ride. Thank you. Here we are, and joined this week uh, by the uh, the the hot take master here. <laughs> we got Is that JJ my from the JJ now? and Mel uh, Unfiltered Show on the Dean Bondell Network. JJ, what's up, buddy? Hey guys, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's my Ooh. first official real nerd chat of the. Of the new year, so there you I go. Appreciate it. How honored. many do you normally do? You, like, what's your nerd chat weekly ratio that wasn't like? In well, last year? I'll be honest. Twenty twenty was not a good year for nerd chat. No, a lot of, uh, so you got to take no. it up a notch. Yeah. So I'm, you know, normally I'm like I'm all about it all the time uh, to you know nauseum, but uh, yeah, I'm, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, we. Uh, uh, lots going on in the Marvel universe. We thought we'd uh, kind of roll through a bunch, a whole bunch of Marvel news and a bunch of other things. Christmas Shetty up there, hot off the heels of Skeletron release. Yeah, uh, speaking of comic buddy. books and all that kind of stuff. So I also, I was also hanging out with uh, the uh, uh, the rad rad nerd dad today, right? Oh, Joe Williamson. Yes, I was. Oh, I had a Joe. I visited with Joe today. I had a nice chat with him. Give him a little bit of a uh, give him a little bit of a plug there. Let's plug Joe for a minute. Hey, Joe. And, uh, <laughs> Plug him? No. Yeah, let's give Joe a plug right now. You ready? <laughs> Everybody, we'll, we'll, we'll on the do count it. of on the count of what? On the count of something. Well, you were on the show today. You yeah, go, that, go at, go at that three nerd dad. One two three go. Uh, one two three go. Is that how they do it in radio? <laughs> I'm just trying to decide. Is this a one two three go or is it, do we go on three? And what are we saying? Gang plug. Exactly. It's done. We already did it. Hey Joe, where were you? Where were you? <laughs> 
It's, we were in it. That was cool. Right. Was like, There's other nerds on this network, not just yeah. us. But JJ, right. I heard you yeah. love uh, you like talking stuff. Uh, I know when uh, when you came on to the Blundell Network, there was a bit of like chat about that world, and I ne- and I, I don't see you getting into it very much. So we thought let's bring you on here because we had you on our Christmas extravaganza. Woo. Yeah, and uh, and uh, with your top three Christmas movies, but we wanted to give you more than uh, two minutes. So I appreciate are. it, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> so I'm so psyched. I'm so psyched that JJ's here because uh, we, no. we have history, which is awesome. <laughs> we do uh, have history. What is the history here? What, what's the history? history is, is we worked together at a radio station back in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually in honor of it. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking out of my, my 91.5 beat October for beat Toberfest. Hip hop nice. Toberfest is what it was. Uh, but JJ, and I mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now if it wasn't for JJ because he, what? <laughs> dude, I, I thought I've told this story before to you, but uh, JJ was the, he was the beacon. He was the guy who, got me on the path of doing what I'm doing for a living now way back when very cool. He hooked me up with uh, his agent at the time. He, he gave me a name and, and the rest was history because he was the one who suggested I had no clue I could do this as a, like for a job for any right. sort of real thing. And, and he did, man. It was and awesome. now I come to you for voiceover <laughs> advice. <laughs> right. You do voiceover, Mike. You never really touched on what you did there. Oh, was I not allowed to say that? That no, I no, no. Mike was like, "What he does now?" Okay. And all, but you know, there's some people just uh, tuning in for the. Okay, I mean, yeah. we're huge in India. We're huge in Zimbabwe. We're huge oh, well. in Australia. <laughs> we got a huge yeah. thing going on everywhere. That's there's great. people tuning in for the first time. Yeah, what so, up, world. Oh yeah, that's it, man. I I I would not probably. I may have ended up eventually, but uh, my my kickoff was because of JJ, and I am forever indebted to him for his suggestion and his uh, his uh, recommendation. So, thanks, buddy. Hey, no problem, man. Because because of you, I never have to work in radio. <laughs> because of you, JJ, he finally made it and ended up oh, on the Kids on the Escalator podcast. That's it, man. That is good. <laughs> it's it's living the life. Living the life. Good. Uh, uh, JJ, tell uh, tell our fine listeners a little bit about you, man, and, and your podcast and what's going on uh, with you. Uh, so uh, after I left the radio station I was at with Mike, I worked at a few other radio stations and left radio altogether and then came back to um, Toronto and had a morning show on a station called Flow 93.5 with uh, the beautiful and lovely and talented Melanie Martin. Uh, who is a legend in Toronto radio. And, uh, and then we both got fired 10 years later. Well, me fired. 10 years and her nine years later. Anyway, we have a podcast now together because we have people say we have some great chemistry. Um, I would agree with them. And uh, so we tell lots of adult style jokes and talk about our lives. She's, you know, single and out there. She was, you know, a, a mom at a young age. So now she's, you know, she, you got a, the, an empty nest and I'm a dad with, you know, two young kids and a wife and we just have very different lives. And it, it, uh, it, it really makes for some interesting conversation from two very, very different points of view. And, uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's the best. It's like once a week I get to shoot the breeze with, uh, with one of my best friends. So it's, did you get fired for, did you get fired for saying booger on the air? <laughs> Booger? Booger! <laughs> I have to throw a WKRP reference in every every episode. That was perfect. Oh, Doctor, that was Doctor, perfect. Dr. JJ Fever is what There you go, yeah. Booger. JJ Flytrap. Uh, 
had to throw that in there, man. Well, yeah. this is a podcast about things, about other things, and and we we get into a bunch of pop culture stuff as everyone listening has uh, discovered, and we've been doing a shit ton of Star Wars stuff, but we haven't dove too far into comics outside of what Chris has brought to the table on Skeletron, and we've added a few things to the mix. So, yeah. hey, Marvel Universe, why don't we Woo. dive in a little bit? Um, I guess the beginning of this chat would go with WandaVision, which debuts this week on Disney Plus, who JJ's already seen three episodes, apparently. But Chris, no, I haven't we got? seen three episodes, but I know the people have. Yeah. yeah. So what, what are we, what's in front of us, Chris? WandaVision. Well, I, uh, I, I, what is it? Remember, is I went it? into real big detail about, excuse me, about, about uh, WandaVision there a few episodes ago, but. Wanda is going, it's like, she's pretty devastated after what happened with, with everything going down with vision. Right. So she, she creates this pocket universe, this little universe, and you can see the shield agents, well, actually they're not shield agents, they're sword agents from a higher, a higher level of shield. They're, they're surrounding her house that she's living in with, with the vision here. You can see that from all the promo. So she's creating this weird little universe. Um, now where it could go, there's so many different ways it could go, right? Like I'm really hoping that they bring Magneto in as her father, which is awesome. Cause he's like one of my favorite villains of all time. If you've ever seen the X-Men movie, the beginning of X-Men one is just, you know, so serious and so real uh, with, with the way Magneto became Magneto. And it branches over to, uh, uh, the the other X Men movie first uh, first class I think it was called something like that mm-hmm. anyway yeah. And, yeah and then they showed more background scene of Magneto with the Nazis and everything wow what a great story so I would love to see him brought in through uh, through having Scarlet Witch be his daughter which would be really cool because Magneto has one of those stories that when you do mix a family in with Magneto or some kind of caring element it doesn't ruin the villain at all it actually adds to Magneto um, I, it's, it's like this the funny saying I say with a buddy of mine is like you, how you were feeling was a little more a little more Professor X and a little less Magneto or a little more Magneto a little little mm. less, you know one or the other right because um, they're both they're both two sides of the same coin they're, they're just excellent excellent characters Magneto being the villain of course Professor X from the X-Men being the hero so I would love to see that sort of thing brought in now another thing that's been let known is that uh this is going to lead into the doctor strange uh movie the multiverse okay so and out of the multiverse we get the spider verse so this is all these as the cool thing about this is this is the, the first part of our new phase for marvel movies right which is going to take us always on such a great roller coaster ride um the mandalorian has used has been starting to use the kind of style that marvel's been using which is sensational um, and really, the fans just love it. The fans are eating it up left and right. Mm-hmm. So the big thing about WandaVision to me is what it's going to lead into, because I know these characters very well. There's uh, and Wanda is is so powerful. Uh, Scarlet Witch is so powerful. Um, and hopefully they expand on that a bit. Um, what else can I say about WandaVision that I didn't really you know go into before? Because the other one, I really went into a lot of small detail. But the biggest part of it is that she's losing her mind. She makes this this pocket universe. Um, she's going to create some kids in the comic book. She created twins and then, uh, a demon came and tried to take the babies. That was this the whole plot. So hopefully I didn't ruin it. Spoiler if they take it right from the comics. Uh, but <laughs> she's going to lose her mind and create a multiverse or something. Dr. Strange is going to come in and have to help her. And then from there, hilarity is going to ensue and we're going to have all these spider men and spider women running around in the third <laughs> one. Right. So there's the path that as, as I see it. All right. So there's my spider knowledge or. My, my Marvel knowledge, I guess it would be on that one. Mm. There. So, episodic. We're going episodic with WandaVision. WandaVision. So, but it's going that, to, that, the big thing to me is it's going to lead into so much more, right? Now, this is going to be very entertaining. And the audience seemed to like things that are a little different these days. This is definitely going to be different um, the way they're filming it with old sitcom references and stuff like that. I love Easter eggs. Though. So who doesn't like, who doesn't love a good Easter egg, right? So I'm looking forward to what it's going to lead to and all the cool Easter eggs. 
Hopefully they'll I'm, show how powerful. I'm hearing rumblings that there's full house Easter eggs in there. Oh, there's gotta be <laughs> because the, the, the sister, right? She's sisters, the younger right? The twins. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Mike, JJ, what do you, what are your thoughts on, uh, have you, uh, on this, on the, on the show? So, uh, Mike, go ahead if you want. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So I, I, I think it's, it's interesting that you, you, uh, you mentioned, uh, Chris, that this could be, uh, you know, they could tie Magneto into this and this could be the, the branch that extends out to the X-Men, which I know a lot of Marvel fans really want to see the X-Men, uh, incorporated into the, the Marvel universe. Um, and I'm hopeful of that too. The the house, if you're a fan of the, if you're, you're familiar with the comic books, the House of M uh, was a huge uh, comic book story uh, that went down in the early 2000s and uh, like 2005, 2006. And Scarlet Witch actually got rid of all the mutants. So there are you no know, more mutants. Oh, fantastic. So there is the potential here for that to have happened, you know, in, in some alternate reality. And, but there's also the potential for Mephisto. And I think you, you kind of mentioned him to be a part of, right. He could be a part of this as well, uh, because there's a story from the eighties where Mephisto uh, trapped uh, Scarlet Witch and, and Vision and made them believe that they had kids to manipulate them and they weren't really their kids. So, uh, and Mephisto ties into, other Marvel characters who are will uh, rumored be are rumored to be joining the Marvel universe, like uh, 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 what's his name, Skullhead, uh, Ghost Rider. Sorry, yeah, Ghost Rider. And I mean, Mephisto's in the Ghost Rider movies, uh, and uh, yeah, Morbius, and and, uh, and so and then there, everything is happening with with Venom, and then there's this new Jared Leto movie where Jared Leto plays. Uh, a vampire yeah so it it's it, there's the thing with the multiverse is you can do anything which is brilliant right you just whatever tie them all in doesn't matter this doesn't exist anymore it was all part of wanda's dream or wanda's manipulation so the potential here to l- listen if they drop the ball on this in a scenario where you can literally do anything that'll be the biggest fail of all time you just i can't see that and i don't know if I don't know if any of you guys uh, check out uh, the Nerdist at all. Uh, website, which a little bit, yeah, uh, occasionally. Rosie Knight, uh, who writes for the Nerdist, um, she came up with a pretty interesting um, take on where they may go with this, hmm. based on uh, one of the first uh, Wandavision trailers. Um, and follow me a lot if if you get this. Yeah. So in the trailer. Uh, Wanda looks at a clock and the clock is set at a time either 116 or 117, which Rosie then points out in the Avengers comics, Avengers comics 116 and 117 was the big uh, Avengers defenders uh, going up against Dormammu and Loki. Wow. So... Uh, where she's saying is this may sort of all tie in with Loki and with at the end of the original Doctor Strange movie, Dormammu was sort of told, okay, hey, we're going to make a deal here. You leave uh, Earth alone and I will break this loop. Right. So she's talking now that if they follow, if that's an Easter egg, if the plan for the MCU is to follow that storyline where Dormammu becomes the big bad 
trying to find a loophole to get back at Earth, basically using Wanda. He's got some sort of, uh, the, I think it's called the eye. Um, it's it's almost like uh, Agamotto, I think. Is, is that was okay? So he's using this to get into Wanda's head. That's his little path. Mm. And eventually using Loki is going to turn the two sides, the two teams sort of against each other. And they're all going to try to get this eye to, uh, to fight Dormammu. So Dormammu becomes the big bad, the big bad in the next, he'll be the new Thanos, uh, which apparently ties into a lot of with the Eternals now, uh, with Shang-Chi as well. There's a lot of characters. Will we see Gilgamesh become the, you know, because he was the guy who could have beat Thanos, had, you know, the uh, the Eternals sort of said, okay, you know what, we said we're not going to do anything here. Mm. We'll let them just fight it out. Uh, but apparently, you know, Gilgamesh is tougher than Thor, tougher than Hulk, could take on Thanos. And he was, I think he was the forgotten one, or they called him the forgotten one in the comic. Right. He was the one who didn't follow, who didn't want to follow that whole, that whole rule. So according to Rosie Knight and a lot of these sort of, you know, weird little Easter eggs kind of line up. So if you look at, uh, if you go back, you can find it online too. Uh, and I just sort of quickly read through the comic today. Uh, Avengers 116 and 117 sort of uh, talks about the Avengers and the Defenders, how they go eventually to sort of fight Dormammu as being the big bad guy. So, which ties into Loki and his series. So, and the whole multiverse Are we thing. excited about a Loki series? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are we yeah. excited about all of this stuff, JJ? You talked uh, when we were talking over over Christmas about, uh, you know, not they were going too far on, say, Boba Fett or a couple of the other things. You didn't want to know anything else. Are you happy with the way they're going with Marvel? Yeah, like, yeah I mean, Mar Marvel Universe is, uh, you know, it, it's so different from, from Star Wars. The thing about Star Wars is there's, it, it's not as, you know, expansive. I mean, it's huge, don't get me wrong, but uh, with the whole what's canon now, uh, they've really narrowed it down quite a bit. Characters like Boba Fett, uh, character people, characters like Boba Fett, James Bond, <laughs> Han Solo. There's so much mystery behind these 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 characters, and I don't want to know the backstory of a lot of these characters, right? And James Bond lately has been like revealing a lot about who he was. Who he was an orphan, and he was friends with this guy back in the day. And it's like I don't need to know all that stuff. It's too much. Keep the mystery there. And uh, with Boba Fett. Now, I've been schooled on this since I made these comments, but <laughs> Boba, Boba Fett, uh, to me, there's a lot of mystery behind Boba Fett. Like, how did he crawl out of the Sarlacc pit and all that stuff? So, uh, to me, it's like, ah, just keep that a mystery, much like, you know, midichlorians, keep that a mystery. <laughs> I don't want to know about where the forest is. Bury the midichlorians. It was the worst idea ever yeah. that was introduced, but... Uh, but, uh, so I can't remember what the question was. I kind of went out here on a tangent. The question was, um, where did you get your shirt from? <laughs> <laughs> My wife bought it for me. It's all uh, good. It's, uh, it's just, a, it's about, are we excited about where we're, where they're taking the MC? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited and I'm excited to see, or more curious to see because, uh, WandaVision was supposed to be, this it wasn't supposed to come out first. It wasn't supposed to be the first part of this whole new phase of, of the Marvel Universe. It was supposed to be the fourth installment of, of the whole thing, structure. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to 
COVID. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to reshuffle things, uh, how this is going to play into when movies actually come back into movie theaters. Are people going to be lost if they don't have Disney plus those things I'm kind of curious about. Um, just going back to Mike, you're talking about who the potential big bad was. Hmm. I feel like, and I just kind of thought of this now having a big bad seems too easy. Yeah. You know, and I, I kind of feel like instead of a big bad with a multiverse, it could be just a bad situation that everyone's got to get out of. You know, like are everywhere is everyone gonna be trapped in a dream? Is everyone gonna be at the mercy of a dream master? You know what I having like a who's stronger, like who's gonna, you know, kick you know, whoever's ass. I don't know. It seems too easy. And I feel like Marvel has gone beyond that at this point. Yeah. But, but that's the thing with Hollywood I find is that, you know, as history has dictated, usually Hollywood will go for the cheap and easy because they know it makes money. And uh, with, with the way that they've structured the Marvel universe so far, I mean, you did have a lot of these individual stories that um, didn't need any sort of tie in to Thanos ultimately in the end or the, or the infinity stones. Right. But to have that over overall arc. Yeah. It seems like it's an easy, uh, it's, it's an easy uh, paint by numbers thing to do. Yeah. And I think as an audience, I think most audiences are conditioned to have that sort of mindless. Okay. What's the whole point? There's a big bad, the good guys have to beat the bad guy, the big bad guy. And then yay, we celebrate. I don't know if, I don't know if if uh, you know Kevin Feige can can get around um, sort of the old style of Hollywood thinking that we got to make this as dumb as possible for the biggest amount of people. Well, that's I mean, while still no, while still tying in or while still uh, playing to the uh, to the hardcore fans, which is kind of what they're doing with the Star Wars thing now, hmm. is that you know they they realize that they need to be able to present this to a big audience right but their core audience are the ones that you know they're going to bring in those fringe viewers by how excited they are so if if they can bring an ahsoka show in and like oh my god this is awesome this is like rebels then people like well what's that all about they'll come in i think the marvel universe i think ultimately they're going to bend to that we need a we need a big bad guy. Let's go to let's the go to Chris for a minute because Chris, you draw comics and you have to draw arc and story arc and you have to plan it out. Hey. You're planning it out. What are your thoughts on this? Um, like, well, I, I if they personally, I think if they go the way of Dormammu, I think there's going to be a bigger baddie on top of that. Like I think if they do use him coming in, I did hear that they're um, using an exist a, a villain possibly in the new Deadpool movie that's already been out in other movies. A lot of people are saying Taskmaster. Um, but for, for this instance, for the huge big baddie, see, I, I, I'm blo- there's the thing you got. They just got the property of some of their, their biggest, biggest money makers. Now they got the fantastic four X-Men, which inside the X-Men is Wolverine. Right. And the, uh, can you imagine a Deadpool Wolverine movie? Like my Lord, man, that would just, but who are you going to get to be Wolverine? Amazing. Well, this remember we talked about this, Mike, and my wife wants uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe in there, right? <laughs> wow, this is, this is where I I almost feel like he wants the gig back. It's it will be disappointing if it's not Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds. 
Like, right. Well, it's got to be Ryan Reynolds, right? Like, it's but, it's got to be Ryan Reynolds. But, but I, don't but know if I think that's what would make the dynamic. I think that's what's made the dynamic to this point of having a Wolverine Deadpool in the same universe, mm-hmm. uh, something that people want because it's Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds and their yeah. and their man love to each other, you yeah. know, outside the. Movie. It's pretty big in the comic book as well. Like the, the the relationship in the comic book is is really tight, and even funnier is uh, Deadpool's relationship with Spider Man in the comic book. Deadpool worships Spider-Man. It's so funny. Like just worships him. Like, oh my God, he said it. He said it. You know, like <laughs> like when he does quips and stuff, and he's oh, I can't believe it was Spider-Man. This is great. Which, this is great. Which will be funny to see if it's, you know, Ryan Reynolds, older Ryan Reynolds, and younger uh Tom uh, Holland. So right. I I think that that might be a very funny play if if they can't get, you know, Hugh Jackman to, to redo Wolverine, at yeah. least for one, you know, one scene or one sequence of events where they if they could get the two of them together i think that would that would make it but if you're gonna go straight if you're gonna get straight deadpool and brand new wolverine whoever it is i don't know if the magic is is as uh as sweet as if it were you know hugh jackman and ryan reynolds Mm -hmm. but in a multiverse situation you could spring back oh could you anything it totally makes sense right yeah, yeah. but true. as far as the villains go, the like the massive villain that they bring, like the Thanos villain that they bring in, um, the one that I would really like to see is is Galactus. Um, but that's Fantastic Four's main villain, right? And he eats planets, and that would bring in the Silver Surfer. The Silver Surfer is his herald. He flies around. Well, I guess they tried to they tried to do Galactus in a Fantastic Four movie, and he was a cloud, and that was mm-hmm. that was pretty bad. They've had such bad luck with Fantastic Four movies, right? <laughs> but they have some of the most powerful villains. Um, Doctor Doom's another one. He's a fantastic villain, uh, more of an Earthbound villain, but the guy's just amazing. Another great villain. But um, as I say, I like Mike's idea. If if it does happen, I think there'll be somebody above. Dormammu, like I think Mephisto is is a pretty big one too, right? And Mephisto's first appearance was actually in Silver Surfer, so it was right. Guys so, into all that. He's a big villain, and there's so many different people rumored to be playing Mephisto. Uh, like Keanu Reeves has been rumored to play, and there's been all these. Oh, other so that's a pretty wow. big role, right? Um, so depending on what they do, but yeah, I think it'll be somebody above Dormammu just because he was already a main villain in Doctor Strange. So he was a main villain, but I don't necessarily think he was. I don't think we got to see how bad an ass Dormammu could be. And because we've been introduced to him in the first uh, sort of the first chunk of the Marvel movies Mm. from from a movie executive point of view, well, the audience knows. It's, uh, I go back. It's almost like the Vince McMahon theory. It's like, well, goddamn it, pal. They know who he is. So let's make him the big baddie this time. And, and I'll buy into that. You know, I, well, I don't know if the Marvel fans would though, because as I say, like, Galactus is Marvel fans might not, but the general public again. I, I, how much can they tell me? Okay, but the other the question about that we talked about it on the um, with the Mandalorian about how they're, you know, we're getting the A team uh, episodes as you said um, mm-hmm. when when it's like they got to go on an adventure every day and they it's <laughs> over and it's all the rest of it. Um, so they're satisfying the the uh, the average. Well, sorry, the hardcore Star Wars fans are getting what they want, the, the little things that we talked about. Uh, and Marvel, to Chris's point, has done an amazing job at this point, even educating, like I'm a DC guy, so bringing me into that universe um, and really tying it all in together was really cool for me to kind of be like, right, that, that. And still, I'm still on the outside looking in when it comes to a lot of it, because I am a DC guy. But mm-hmm. the uh, but the thing is, is that um, they, do, they do dumb it down uh, enough. I think they, sh- you know, Mike, going further down, they're going to lose 
they're going to lose it. And I guess it comes back to this, this, it comes back to what I'd asked about earlier, which is, is how much is too much. And uh, there was a point when it was Marvel madness for like, and then everyone was like, you'd see something coming out and you're like, Oh, another Marvel movie. And then you're like, now there, there was a point where I felt like they were just making movies for Chris. And then <laughs> rest of like, a, right out of the comic book, like the, the infinity gauntlet, man, like that last big, yeah. that was right out of the comic book, but they didn't have silver surfer. So they used Hulk in some different scenarios and stuff like that. But that was like right out of the comic book. So see, I'm trying to figure out a storyline, a monumental storyline in the Marvel universe that they could use with this. But now with the multi universe thing coming in, man, it could, as, as JJ saying, it could be anything. Let's go to Deadpool for a minute, fellas. Hang on a second. I just, I just want to say one more thing to what you were saying, Brent, um, about the Mandalorian. I think the Mandalorian kind of made a little bit of the point that I'm trying to make is that how, how universally loved and received would the Mandalorian have been had they not used baby Yoda as the focal point because mm. because it's yoda everybody knows yoda everybody loves and now it's a baby version if it was just the mandalorian and you know moff gideon and uh, the dark saber i don't think you would have had as big a reaction from the casual sort of you know old kind of fringe star wars fan or it's like oh or even like the non-star wars fans like oh he's a cute little thing so does that piss you off, Chris? Would that piss you off if they put a, a, a or JJ? Would, or would that piss you off if, like, I know it's like Guardians of the Galaxy. They got Groot and it's cute and everything, and obviously mm-hmm. that's part of the thing. But it would piss you off if, if in Wandavision they put some kind of like, ah, in there to get everybody in. Or are you okay um, accepting that as long as they stick to? Well, there's not really anything like that in the storyline, so I don't know where they would. Well, the Mandalorian, they may. I'm just saying they can make up anything. Here's, thing, here's, they, well, here's yeah. the difference, though, too. Marvel's been telling stories since the early '60s, right? Yeah. Like, there, there's and, and you know how you're saying, like, oh, there's all this Marvel, dude. That's been going on and on since the '60s, sure. like late sixties. Oh my God, too much Marvel. Let's buy DC. Like when it was just comic books. And then in the seventies, it was like, Oh wow. Look at all this, this Marvel TV. That's garbage. Look at all the DC. Let's watch DC. It and then the eighties comes along, right? <laughs> no, but you know what? I'm, this, I'm, this is Those this 70s is, Captain America shows were, these were are, amazing. This is, this is the common um, yeah. watcher that we were just discussing. Though, right. I'm not as fanboys, but no, this is the way it's been since the sixties. Star Wars has been this way since the very late seventies, early eighties. So, Marvel has 20 years on them as yeah. far as jumping storylines and stuff, right? So, and there's not as much, um, and Marvel also makes so much more comic books than Star Wars does. So there's been so many more little stories told where Star Wars hasn't had the blanks filled in. We haven't officially known where, what happened to Boba Fett, you know what I mean? But we did know what happened to Spider-Man when certain things happened because it's all over the place. We know Uncle Ben's story, right? Like it's, we've every, they, I saw a, a documentary on it where they went to China, they went to all over the world and they just showed this, they just showed the Spider-Man Oh yeah, it's my uncle, and and I know the, the Uncle Ben story. Everybody knows it, right? Yeah. So that's the difference between Marvel and Star Wars. Is yeah. there's been so many comic books, so many cartoons, so many stories that they have filled in a lot of the gaps. Where when you watch the Mandalorian, yeah. it's like, wow, Boba Fett's finally getting his his mm-hmm. comeuppance, right? Where Spider Man's had his comeuppance over and over and over again. You know, like it's it's just is everybody on here. Like, Marvel is everybody we're on our third Spider Man, dude. Like you know what I mean? Like there's been so I, many I of them. So my my point was just that I. If Marvel does decide to go with the baddie being somebody that's been seen already in the Marvel universe, but maybe not in a a major role, it wouldn't surprise me from an executive point of view where they say, 
the casual or at least the people that followed the first half they know this but it's we don't have to go through a, like a whole deep you know deep cut mm-hmm. here's a baddie from yeah. from a, a a comic book that you know this many people had had read but I, I don't know that they bring up Roscoe Pico train and let's just get it going. We're all Marvel, movie, right? People, right? We're all Mar- JJ. Well, I'm DC, but JJ, are you Marvel? Mike, you Marvel? Yeah, I'm Marvel and DC. I I swing both ways. There we nice. go. Um, well, so let's the go to Deadpool. Movie, right? Yeah, let's go to yeah, Deadpool. Like, well, here's a great example. Okay, do you guys tell me? So, um, tell me if you've heard of any. Okay, have you heard of the villain T Ray? Anybody heard of the villain T Ray? No. No. Okay, have you heard of the villain? Well, Taskmaster, we've heard of now yeah. because of the Black Widow, but we would, you know, I don't know how many people would have. Uh, Mr. Sinister? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Okay, great, great. Uh, Slayback. Slayback? Mm-hmm. Slayback, like no. Slayer, but back. Okay, these are the top four thought of villains that are going to be in the Deadpool movie because Deadpool's villains are so, they're not even popular villains because he is actually a newer character. He's from the late 90s. Imagine that, or early 90s, sorry. Um, So he's one of the newest characters that have been created because I was, we were talking about Spider-Man, 1963, I believe it was. Um, Holy cow. He's been around for a long time. Deadpool, not so much. But his linkage to the X-Men, I'm actually hoping they pull a villain out from the X-Men and bring in Mr. Sinister would be amazing because again, he's responsible for a lot of the X-Men like Cyclops and stuff like that. He experimented, and I believe they dropped uh, Mr. Sinister's real name in a few movies too, right? So he, like in the Wolverine uh, Logan one, I believe they dropped his name in there, and in the last Deadpool, that school kind of place—not school, that penitentiary where the, that the kids were at. Yeah, that that main guy, that the, the name on there was was one of Sinister's alias names. So they have dropped hints on Mr. Sinister again. Like, see, my whole thing is that your hero is only as good as your villain, right? You know what I mean? Which which is weird because uh, the Juggernaut was in there last time, and he wasn't. Uh, you know, really, it didn't seem like he was the main villain after all. It was more of a and snotty and those little shit was in it. I don't. Yeah, like you know, well, yeah, well, he was, <laughs> but it wasn't him that was the villain. It was the future him that was the villain. They put him in that. They brought in the whole time travel thing with with uh, Cable. The kids getting so all that roles. Oh, which yeah. I got to say too. One more thing, I, and then I'll pass the mic. Um, Cable in in Deadpool, like. <sighs> One thing that ticks me off, Hugh Jackman got away with it with Wolverine, but at first I was a little, you know, Wolverine's supposed to be my height, you know, five foot five. Yeah. That's that's how big Wolverine's supposed to be, okay? Cable is supposed to be like seven foot something tall. Josh Brolin was was shorter than Deadpool. And, and so I'm watching the walk and I'm just like, Ugh. like, well, who would you I, have I cast? I don't know, man. That's well, there's many other people. Like I can't think of it off the top of my head because I haven't thought about it in a while. Yeah. But no, I could I could find I could find much, much better, much better. Actually, I love the way that um I loved uh in Guardians of the Galaxy, um Drax, the wrestler there, man. Oh man. Batista. And I would never have, have never have thought Batista to play Drax. Uh, especially from the comic book, but man, that dude—he's such a sensation. That was amazing casting. job, but yeah. Amazing. And then Sasha Banks coming up in uh, in the Mandalorian, there, man. Like, oh, just so maybe they—I don't know if there's any wrestlers. I'm gonna talk to Mike about. I, I got a bit of a wrestling question like this for Mike later. I I, I I could think of somebody, buddy, but just not off the top of my head right now. But I heard that, a, that's that's my thoughts. I heard a rumor, um, and I have asked this. I've, I've asked one of the names involved in that rumor if there was any truth to it, and uh, surprisingly was was told nothing. Um, but in the original uh, Deadpool 2, uh, who was the original director? Uh, there was somebody that was originally... Candom, the, yeah, they canned him. I forget what his name was. They canned him. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Tim Tim something. Tim, Tim anyway. fired McGee. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> there was a rumor that 
Adam Copeland was supposed to play Cable in one of the original uh, before Ryan Reynolds decided to take the movie in a different direction. I could do that. So yeah, he'd, he'd be a good long. I asked, well. and, and he he said no. He said there was there's nothing. But uh, I I don't know. Uh, well, you know what, Mike? I was gonna say I, I was watching a video, or no, I, I was just I, I got the WWE channel now, so I clicked it on the other day, and there was this documentary on Edge, right? Yeah. And it was a close up of his face, and he looked so legitimately beaten that he that you man, he could he probably could do a really good cable because cables like. He's he's weather beaten, right? He's a time. Well, I know he loved. I know he loved uh, the Deadpool comics. So and uh, that. Oh would, man, he would. He would never been, thought, see, that's but, what I'm saying, JJ. Somebody like that, maybe. You know, I, I thought Josh Brolin did an amazing Thanos, but let's just leave it there, right? Just, <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. It just didn't do it for me. I thought his acting was really good, the close up of his face, but yeah. the action scenes when they pan out on everybody was just. It was. I like Deadpool. Cool. I like Deadpool too, but the kid that they put in as the villain. No, he's he's. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm having a villain, problem right? with that kid. I'm having a problem with that kid. Villains are all suckles. And then they put him in the thing with the, the Christmas Chronicles movie, and I'm like, well, that's out. And then now, uh, uh, and Jared Leto, he's like my other arch nemesis, so I'm not going to see that. So Jared I'll miss Leto. that whole thing. So <laughs> what about you, JJ? Run the Deadpool. What are you thinking, buddy? Uh, listen, what uh, Ryan Reynolds has done such a great job with that character, uh, mm. and it it's so break the fourth wall that. Really, I hate to keep you know defaulting to he can do anything, but mm-hmm. <laughs> he can kind of do anything. Like his character, <laughs> his personality, throw anything at him, and it's the the character. It's it's like it's it's like a one man show. So anything could be going on around him. Any sort of casting can happen around him, um, and it has you know. Um, and some characters just get thrown away. Like I I really thought with Deadpool two it was going to be an X Force movie. And it wasn't, but it was still very, very satisfying. Like I know a lot of people wanted it to be an X Force movie, um, and I know there was like a little section of it. Um, but uh, Ryan Reynolds pulled it off because everyone is just—he's just so, such an engaging character as as Deadpool. So, yeah, wh- you know, whatever. he played a significant role in that though too, and because he can the yeah. director because they wanted to take it in a different direction. I don't know why you do the fourth wall made that Deadpool one changed comic book movies. For me, there hadn't been anything. Um, See, he does that in the comic book too. That blows everybody. Yeah, away. yeah, I, like that, that's his thing. It changed comic book movies for me. Um, the Dark Knight was for me. I was I loved the Dark Knight and Christopher Nolan's kind of take. I loved the Dark Knight series, and I thought that's a comic book movie that I'm digging. I didn't really. I wasn't a big fan of the the Spider Man's per se. I thought they they, you know, they did it. They probably from the story arc, Chris. You could speak to this about oh, covering man, see, off i love Spider-Man how they did so but much. i didn't I, I wasn't like a massive fan of like well like, there's the three of them right i, I mean toby i kind of dug and I, I i sort of dug it but i'm just saying like it wasn't until and because this is the dc me coming up but just the texture of the dark night and the darkness of it and no pun intended but just the feeling of that and i hadn't had a feeling of of like coming out of a comic book movie since then where i was like just totally like wow and deadpool was that for me where i was like holy right. shit and then it reappeared again in logan i thought they they did the killer job with logan oh, logan was so good so yeah what I, do you think of christopher nolan the recent rumor that christopher nolan's going to do another yeah Batman michael movie. keaton they're gonna they're, they're talking about bringing well sorry let me back that up for a second um they're talking about tim burton closing out 
the Batman series with my, like a full Michael Keaton movie. And then the other side of it was having the, um, having Michael Keaton kind of be old Batman in a series, uh, like a, a sort of like a three part. So it's going to be interesting. I don't know how that's going to, how that's going to well, go on down. A lot of Batman are, are they still firing or sorry, firing? Are they still filming the Batman with, uh, what's his face? Richard Pat. Yeah, I, I think Pat- it's done, but or I think it's done. Yeah. yeah. But there's been this whole thing about Keaton, old Batman, you know, like, yeah, an old, like a, well, it's, it's I, DC I, just trying to keep up the rumor mill with Marvel. I don't know. I'm yeah. sorry, but Keaton in, in Spider-Man uh, homecoming was, was amazing. Like I just, I loved great vulture. He's, he's just, he's got that good, bad guy vibe to him. You know, it's the eyes. Yeah, it is. I think <laughs> yeah, it is a great actor. And, yeah. uh, I, I can't, you know, I, I think if they went back and did that whole, you know, if they, if they did do like old Batman with Keaton, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to have old Nicholson as old Joker. Oh no. He actually didn't oh, die. No, no, it's no. going to have uh, yeah. It's a bad idea. <laughs> no yeah, one's going to have an old Wonder Woman. They're actually going to bring no one's in the for that. Who's going to no do the soundtrack <laughs> though? Cause you know, that can't be Prince, right? Can't be Prince. So. Right. Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Uh, anyways, I'm stoked for Deadpool where it's going to go. I think it's pretty rad, and they're filming it out here again, so it's deadly. Oh, are they? Oh, I, think, awesome. I think you need a Hugh Jackman. I think you need a Wolverine, you know, uh, appearance at at the very least. It'd be great awesome. if it was a Deadpool Wolverine movie, but at the very least, yeah. you need to have a, a, you know a good long cameo. Have we? Have, do we have a, a, an answer to the end of Logan if he's dead or not? Oh well, in the comic book they killed him off, and then they brought him back in the movie. Uh, in the, the the okay, so as far as the writing goes on the movie, what was supposed to happen is all those kids went across to Canada there, and it was Alpha Flight that was saving all these kids, right? Um, the Canadian team, and that's the funny thing is, is the kids go back to where kind of Wolverine started, started. In, uh, in the Canadian government in Operation H or something it was called. It wasn't X at that time. It was Operation it was something else. Anyway, so he, those kids were all going to Alpha Flight to Canada, and that's where Wolverine started off being trained by Vindicator and Alpha Flight. He was supposed to actually lead, lead Alpha Flight in the comic book. There's um, a character after- I'm, I'm curious about is X-23. I mean, oh yeah, comic, right. She's fantastic, and the like her character is amazing. Oh, and her origin yeah. is amazing. It's a great story as well. I, I'd like to see, and that actress who played her can't remember her name neither can i wasn't she good she was dynamite i would love to yeah. see where the if they evolve, evolve that character and mm-hmm. make a you know a, a sequel to logan called x23 i mean that'd be amazing yeah i thought she i you know i i wasn't uh sold on her at first like because in the comic books you know, sometimes it seems like marvel does some things in the comic books just to keep everybody from complaining you know mm-hmm. what i mean like like there's more female spider-man than there are male spider-man right now right there's spider women but like there is right yeah. and that's cool i'm fine with that but to make a character that way just to, to please the masses as mike was saying there with with like you know certain things that that can definitely ruin stuff yeah. as well right actress's name was daphne keen daphne, daphne keen daphne keen fantastic and yeah. she's probably of age now to go back and do sort of a, at least an homage to her, her real origin story with mm-hmm. NYX, where she was, you know, on the streets and, and, and what well, she's 16 yeah. now. She was born in no five. Oh, so, so. so maybe not yet, <laughs> maybe in two years or so. But, by the time, uh, by the time Mar- uh, Disney gets the whole Marvel thing with the, the Fox properties over, I think she'll be, some people are allowed to go to a theater again. Everyone well, will be 10 yeah, years right, old. Yeah. Sure. Everyone's uh, gonna be 10 years but, but you know that Deadpool 3 is going to be rated R. And that was yes. one of the big concerns when Disney took it over that they were going to Mickey Mouse it. And mm-hmm. uh, which I don't know, as back to what JJ was saying, Ryan Reynolds can do anything. 
I really think there could have been not only a uh, you know a challenge for him uh, from the character and acting standpoint, but I think he would have been able to pull off a not so rated R Deadpool and still make it funny and make they did it. it. They did a Christmas Kids version, didn't they? Oh, they edited it down. They no, edited it down, right, yeah. and they did one. And I was that. hoping that they would do it because my my little guy's dying to watch it. I'm like, uh, not yet, buddy. So, um, <laughs> but there's there's like you know, I, I heard that they uh, yeah they could do two. They should do two versions of it. They really should. So yeah, so now yeah. it's for for phase four. Uh, I think originally it was supposed to be five films and the five TV shows. Is that? Is that what they're saying is going to comprise this phase well, four? Here, here's what we got, buddy. We got uh, so we got January fifteenth this Friday. We got Wandavision. Okay. All right. Um, March nineteenth, we got Falcon the Winter Soldier. All right, and then in May we have the Loki TV show and the Black Widow movie. And then uh, July we got Shang Chi, and uh, November we got the Eternals. So. Is, is there anyone we're not looking forward to? Um, I don't know. It's Marvel. They always find a way to make it interesting. Yeah. I, I felt the same way back to the Galaxy. I, when originally I know, when yeah. it was introduced, yeah. I thought, this is really out there. And then Guardians, they just... they. Blew it out of the water. Yeah, and yeah I heard I that they're so. going to bring, they're going to cross Deadpool over though, into MCU a little bit more with more people from, like to what we were talking about earlier. But do we see anybody? Like, do we see the Guardians come in there at all? Ooh, if it's a, yeah, if it's an R-rated movie, it'd be Thor, like, uh, wait, walk on. Thor, yeah, just something. Out, yeah, Thor comes out before the Guardians, right? I think. It, I think in the yes. original yeah. chain. So uh, Thor is going to be pre-Guardians, although we'll see the Guardians in that because it's the Asgardians of the galaxy right now. Yeah. Um, now, what? back to what JJ said earlier on, I, I, I'll be very curious to see how they'll manage um, because of COVID and how they've had to sort of rejig the schedule if it's going to affect sort of the long plan or if they're, you know, because they're so good at planning the quote-unquote endgame, if you know, these, these COVID blips where they've had to sort of reschedule things aren't going to make a huge difference as far as like characters being introduced and storylines and where we're going to go with this. Um, it'll be interesting to see if, if they've planned it out far enough in advance and have everything sort of in line that, you know, the fact that Black Widow didn't come out this year yeah. or, or last year, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It doesn't Venom, Venom should have been out by now too, right? Venom too, yeah. Venom should have been out. Yeah, it's a few of them. So, my little guy's dying for that movie. We're gonna have to backpedal a bit, right, to maybe line some stuff up. I'm I'm excited about Falcon and, and the Winter Soldier because I was reading an, an interview and they're saying that they're actually filming the show very much like they film a regular Marvel movie. Oh, so wow. I'm expecting wow. that to be probably from a sort of a visual standpoint, probably mm. going to be one of the better shows. Although I'm curious how they're going to handle the whole Steve Rogers thing. Like, mm. is he still in the timeline as old Steve? Or is... That's right. Or did he go... man We talked about Ant-Man. Quantumania. <laughs> well, Quantumania doesn't come out till 2023, maybe, or 2020. Yeah, not for a while. I love Ant-Man. I, I, I always get Phil Rudd and Paul Rudd mistaken between the days. <laughs> yes, right. It's Paul Rudd, right? Paul yeah, Rudd, yeah. Paul, Paul <laughs> can Paul also Rudd's do no wrong. wrong. He I, he, I know, right? He's, he's great. He's, he's so he tries great. to go uh, dramatic and people are like, huh? 
I Love You Man is one of my favorite movies. That's such a good movie. He was great in that. Yeah. He was great in that. Oh, he's an amazing Ant-Man as well, though, too. I thought uh, I, I, Marvel's really good at adding a little bit of humor in there, huh? Um, yeah. Especially with Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Did uh, James Gunn did such a spe- spectacular job with that one. Who here has Disney Plus? I, I do. Okay. I do. Okay, everybody's... De- be honest, over the holidays, I'm sure everybody watched a fair amount of, of Disney Plus. Do you find yourself watching more Marvel movies than Star Wars movies? No. No, oh, I, I was I've been no. chain smoking Star Wars movies really? because of the Mandalorian yeah. man. Yeah. I actually and plus, we've been talking about it though, Mike, and I always complain about those one movies, right? So what I did was I sat down and I watched them all while I was doing my book, right? Just sat okay. I chained them all, man, and went back to the and and got so if if we ever need to do an episode on all those Star Wars movies and what I really disliked and what I liked, I could do it now. <laughs> okay, Hardly. now you I admittedly have to get caught up. I had a neighbor that was watching every single Marvel movie from the beginning till the end. And I was like, I've seen them all, but I just, yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I actually watched Doctor Strange. I don't think I actually Oh my watched, gosh, it's amazing. Yeah, oh, it's I'm just saying, it was like, oh, there's, yeah. other, and I, I missed one of the, I missed one of the uh, Captain Americas. And then I just, I'm just saying, it was like a whole bunch all at once where I'm like, I still got to get caught up on a bunch of things, you know? Yeah. I, I, I can know. say the lines along I, the whole I find line. myself defaulting to the marvel like if we're just you know we just finished uh you know owen just finished watching breaking bad so i i watched that whole series again with him and i find at night when we're just sort of you know there's nothing on tv we'll throw on disney nine times out of ten we're watching marvel movies instead of the star wars stuff and i'm like is that because the marvel movies are better I think it's, can I answer that? Can I answer that from the other side for a second? Um, Are we finding anything new in the Star Wars movies? When you watch them now. In the movies. Like, I'm just talking about the the current, let's say the original, like the the six. Okay. Get me started on those new movies. I'm just saying on the nine, but I'm just saying when I watch a Marvel movie, I go, oh, at least once I've stopped doing that with Star Wars. Kind of like a, I was today years old when I realized this type of moment. Just I with Marvel, I keep going like, right, because, of course, I'm a DC guy, as I mentioned, but uh, whatever. I'm still learning it, but it, as we go. Um, but, it, yeah, there, I think to your point, Mike, um, when I watch a Marvel, when I put on any Marvel movie, I kind of go, oh, okay, mm. cool. That, they tied that in there, you know. And I thought Ant-Man did a killer job of tying that together, actually. I thought that was, that was one of the best ones. Of pulling some of those little things together. I can't JJ, think of a Marvel movie. All the early Thor ones I wasn't too fond of. Some of the uh, the first two Thor movies I found dragged a little bit for me, but mm. I can't think of any other Marvel movies that really disappointed me. I think they're all really good. Well, like, yeah, yeah, like the new ones, right? The new ones, not like... I, You know, I go back to, to Star Wars uh, for the how I felt at the time, you know, and I don't know what the consensus is here about uh, Rise of Skywalker, but I fucking love that movie. Oh, my I God. Rise of Skywalker. I loved it. I loved it. The first one. The last one. The last one. It was oh, so man. much fun. I can't believe people hate that movie so much. It's like, oh, what, what so was it? It was, they have one movie to put everything together. And man, I, and it was. And this man, is the point great. in the show that we'd like to introduce to our like listeners. This is called together. debate time. This oh, is I like that last movie was so slapped <laughs> together. And so, so I checked this out, JJ. So I, I felt like this was bugging me for the longest time. So now you're getting these interviews with the, what's the actress's name on there? Daisy Ridley. Uh, Daisy, Ray Ray Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Okay. 
check out some interviews with her. Yeah. Oh, for the first while, I, the, my father was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sure. And then next, they changed. Oh, no. And then it was going to be this guy was going to be my father. It was like, so, oh, it was slapped. Hey, come on. Mark Hamill, Mark Hamill originally thought that Ben Kenobi was his dad, too, when they shot that that's scene. That's true. But that, that would have been better. That would have been better than, than bringing so, a ragged Palpatine. That argument, that's that <laughs> argument's out. Rise of How can that argument be out? With Lonnie, Lonnie, has Lonnie got some like, Rocky music here? Lonnie, how, how, can that argument be, no, but how can that argument be out? The whole, they, they slap and, and they introduce the fact that Palpatine's back in between the movies right that's that's ridiculous if you knew ahead of time you would have transported that at the end of that movie boom there's no way you would not have let the movie if they knew that palpatine was coming back there's no way in hell they would have ended that movie without a palpatine something in there to announce it in between the movies that's listen ridiculous. you got you got that's one crazy. movie to make it happen and to to fix the flaws sorry i didn't like the rain johnson movie i, I couldn't stand it yeah. uh i thought that that was like that was the big mess up for yeah. me. And, and JJ did, God love him. He did everything he could to to bring it all together. Like if he had three more movies, of course it would be a whole other thing. But to have to package everything up, mistakes and all, and come out with what he came out with, I get I, the flaws I, in it. I, I think I, I get, could write a better movie than him on that last one. I really do. I really think I could write that better. And I've never said about any movie. The first one in the new ones was great. And then it was just people in Disney throwing things against the board. Like Mike said, oh, what'll be cute? What can we do? What can well, we do? The first Poe Dameron should have died. They should have killed off Poe Dameron. The thing with Luke Skywalker in the second one was horrible. We get our drunk yeah. Luke like, oh, I don't got any powers anymore. Oh, it's just like pissing on all the fans. I agree with that. With that I second still, one. I go, I, I'm so passionate about it, but it's just like, and, and then... But again, the whole Palpatine thing at the end. The first one, but again, the first one was great. I thought let's look at let's look at Hollywood. The first one was essentially a New Hope. Yeah, no one disagrees with that. But it was a nice real. I'm saying what they did with the characters after that was crap. Poe Dameron, why is he there? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson took the movie in in the direction of somebody who wanted to get away from the old you know the you know the history of star like to bring in bring it in a new direction okay and, well, that, that, but he did i, th- that, I think like, though like he also on on the i also think though that, that he was not it. given much mike i think what happened was is that he had an idea well, from what i've seen movies weren't that good like you can you can throw as many excuses in there this guy did this this guy didn't have this this guy didn't have this but it's, it's just it, the three movies didn't work it, and there's you know like you didn't learn anything from it it didn't like I well, see. I, I, did you, I, I'm with, I'm, okay, Mike. I'm, what's the biggest thing you learned from the newest trilogies? What What did you get out of that from when you were a kid? What was the biggest revelation you got out of that? That Chewie finally got his fucking medal. <laughs> <laughs> wow, three movies to show that. That's pretty bad. But I, I love the two guys' medal. That was. That's it. That's but, probably it. You know what? For for me, as as a as a star, like you know, to what JJ was saying, those movies are about when I was that small and how how much it meant to me mm. as a kid to see that on the big screen and to sort of grow up with that rise of skywalker yeah for for the for the nitpicking that some have had about it and the whole palpatine there is no better bow tie that they could have done based on the garbage that was left over from exactly last Jedi. Yeah, but exactly. they finished it off once. You're finishing it off again, and and again, just putting him in between the movies. I don't. 
And plus, plus and, and plus the whole thing of the storyline falling apart as they're writing it. When you write a three-piece Star Wars movie, man, you know what your beginning should be and you should know what your end is or you don't have that. You shouldn't be doing it. But you know what they, I mean? Like, they didn't, know they didn't write a three-piece Star Wars movie, clearly. Well, that's my problem. So here's yeah. my problem. That, this is my problem. It's like, if you're going to do something of this, uh, like, of this magnitude, do it proper. Don't just like, oh, we'll do this and maybe this. And we're not sure who the end guy, who her dad's going to be. Like, know some, what you're doing before you start. Well, he's floating that, that Lucas wants to do one, uh, do his version now. Well, and, and you, you mentioned George Lucas. Would it have been different had George Lucas still been the architect of the last three movies would have been well, he worse have, he, he wanted much, to bring uh, darth maul in there right that that was his idea was to bring darth it, maul it may have been worse however it would have been it would have been coherent over three movies it would have been worse mm. uh, i Maybe. i've said this hard, before I, I wish i wish they had done the the timothy zahn um the series of books after a return of the Jedi, had they made that film like that trilogy of films, put that those books onto the screen, it would have been ridiculously amazing. Well, there, well see, see, that's my point, Mike is, is that they have a, there's the story from beginning to end, you know how it's good when you have actors saying, well, they don't even know who the main, main father's going to be like, that's, that's just, you're also talking for- what 90, when, when did return was return was 83. 83. 83. Yeah. So we're talking, <laughs> we're talking a big chunk of time. Uh, you can't, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot harder to go back and relive the glory days. 30 some odd years later, you have to introduce new characters. You have to, you you have to come up with a new story. The problem was, I don't think they had, they didn't have the, the magic of the original story to do a new story. I think they just, they tried JJ. I thought he did great with force awakens. I thought I'm with great. JJ. I thought he did an amazing job on rise of Skywalker. I, I, Give him what I, he was, at. That, I was like, I was, yeah. I was all to the happy. point. I think to the point, let's go with this. I'm going to just throw it out there. Okay. Uh, I was entertained. I wasn't that I uh, wasn't disappointed. There was a couple of things that they could have done better. Number one, in the, in the, oh, when, uh, when uh, they're, I think it's, it's in the second movie, right? When they're trying to get away, and they're shooting everybody, and Leia, or and uh, Leia's captain, she jumps into the ship, and she splits, she splits yep. through the thing. Yeah, that yeah. should have been Leia. Number one, that, that should have been. been Admiral Akbar. <laughs> well, sure, but Akbar, I'll <laughs> take. But I think there, there was a wasted character. It, it would have been a better death. Wasted. I think it would have been a better death for Leia than. Okay, so yeah. than, you're talking about the girl that stayed on the ship when it crashed, and it went, yeah. yeah. Lit through the imp- isn't there a computer that could have drove that ship and she could have got off? Like, <laughs> there's no cruise control on that. Put, put on, a brick on the gas. <laughs> well, no, it's it's a long time ago, man, Chris. Like- they didn't even they had GPS. Uh, but listen, Spaceball said it best. They did. They, there's plaid. They, there's a few of the lights. So I didn't mean to interrupt you, but there's so, there's so many holes. But yeah, but I, I would have liked I, later to that. I would have liked the better death um, for Han Solo. Yeah. You have um, notes on this? Hmm? You have notes on this? Because he's looking down. Like it had me thinking. It had me thinking of like uh, no, no, that's cool. I emotion know. because I remember. I remember um, uh, listening to a, a little bit about it, and we, Chris and I've talked a lot about how Kevin Smith can write a really great female character, yeah. and how he pulls emotion out of a female character. There was mm. some emotion moments in those three that I thought were like missing a little bit, and I thought they just they had a real good opportunity to do it, like Leia. That just wasn't a good death for this one for this person that's been with no, us the not. whole time. And I'm like, she at least, Chris, sure. Let's say the GPS broke. They could have been like, the GPS is broken. Okay, well, Leia, you got to get in there. That would have been a great death for her to like 
sacrifice that yourself sacrifice, instead of floating yeah. like Mary Poppins. So I'm I'm kind of like a little bit more of that. Um, I would have liked Han Solo uh, when you know when they killed uh, when they killed Han Solo and Chewie yells at the big yell. That was mm-hmm. emotional moment, but they didn't cut. That was good. To, they didn't cut back to you know how well Harrison Ford sound, like sells a beating. Like he does in Indiana Jones, and yeah, like the right. way say Mel Gibson does in Lethal Weapon. No one does it better than Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford can make and you're like, well, fuck that guy's that guy is hurt, <laughs> and he's still doing it. But emotionally, Harrison Ford could have pulled a lot out of that. I didn't. I'm like, you're killing oh, off Harry Solo. And the hand on the face of Kylo as he's falling back. I, you know what? I I thought you're his right, death man. was great, and I loved I the way they booked it more in Skywalker out of that, that death. That was you know what I you know what I wanted. I would more have rather of. seen Vader there. I would have rather seen Vader at the end instead of Han. To be honest with you, that was nothing. Was missing. Is is uh, he's worshiping uh, Darth Vader through all the movies, but there's no Vader in there. Like, I, I, man, I, I, there's so many opportunities they dropped the ball. Vader was in Uxbridge uh, really doing cool things. Uh, yeah, he was. He was in Uxbridge hanging out with my kids from the school. And then one of the yeah, cool things, one of the cool things, oh Chris, uh, that they did do that they're touching on now is that apparently Ahsoka's voice was one of the ones yelling out to Ray at the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So they did a little bit there. Anyway, yeah. Star Wars. Vader's voice was in. I just want to mention quickly how wasted the character of Finn was. Completely wasted. Oh, I, I talked about that as well, buddy. The yeah. setup for a black stormtrooper. He's the first thing you see in this new trilogy. And his character goes nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Have you heard him talk about it? Have you heard the actor talk about it? No. Oh, but you got to look into that, my friend. Like a completely, completely pointless character. Um, and I that agree. was that was the biggest disappointment. I thought, and that was, and that was a ball he, that was he'd dropped have... in Last Jedi. It was, it was that was the ball that was dropped in Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. I, and it, it, I, but to keep setting up that there be some reveal about him that never happened. Maybe it'll happen in in, in one of these movies. The fact yeah. that there was no relationship between him and Daisy Ridley, or no layers, or with Poe. Like I would have taken either one. A relationship with either one. Yes. There's like nothing. There's like, or at least kill one of them off so you feel something for them, right? Like, yeah, that would. That was. He was the biggest waste of everything. But sorry, I know we like went off on this whole Star Wars tangent. But, no, it's. I know it was my fault, dude, because I've been wanting to do this for so long. And we have a Star Wars episode all, right? coming up. And I was just going to put. Somebody finally yeah. agreed with me that <laughs> Skywalker was actually really good. It was. I'm gonna I thought. Back to the point, JJ. Ton of fun. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed it watching it. I was entertained by it. I was not not entertained by it. Yeah. Uh, But I personally just there was a couple little things I wanted out of it that would have been different. Yeah. Yeah. They tease the Knights of Ren, and I would have loved to see more of the burning down of the Jedi Temple. But what Marvel does is they throw those in comic books. Man, I got the comic books in the other room there, and they're worth a mint now. But it also shows how that all went down. At the uh, at the Jedi Academy with Luke and with Kylo Ren and how we, he was, we can uh, we uh, can discover what's going to go on there now because now uh, at the end of Mandalorian, uh, mm-hmm. spoiler, uh, Luke takes Baby Yoda Grogu what? off to the, what are you the school. About? So yeah, <laughs> so we could potentially now see the Knights of Ren and yeah. So you know, we're backing up there. There's so yeah. this is so, they've done such a great job of of fixing so many things um, as we discussed. Filoni, yes. man, like like I would have loved to see George Lucas do the a movie with Filoni and uh, Favreau. I would love to see the three of them. You know, um, swingers. I'm cool. trying to think of a movie that they uh, three guys the team up and do something really cool. But the three of them would be awesome. Yeah, George Lucas directing an episode of Boba Fett. 
Sure. I'd like to or see, I'd like to least. see him work with the two dudes, you know? Yeah. yeah like I like to see what they come up with. I, yeah. It might be something pretty cool. Only if um, the, uh, only if the episode that he directs uh, involves uh, Gungans or Ewoks. Nice. <laughs> and, no, and no ladies dialogue at all. Right. No, no ladies dialogue. And Val Kilmer. Uh, as Willow, still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got Val Kilmer right here. Did you oh, see that? Is that? Did you say that because you saw? Like my wife has this autographed Val Kilmer. Uh, I have that wow. exact yeah. same thing. I got it. I got his book. His book is quite something, actually. Have you guys read uh, Nerd Block, Mike? You got yeah. that? You got I got the Nerd Block of that. Yes. Sorry, Val Kilmer. We just uh, and, and everything. We just watched uh, MacGruber last night. Oh, I've guilty, seen that. guilty pleasure oh my god it's hilarious uh but val kilmer's in that and i hadn't i hadn't heard him or i haven't heard him since he had his uh his like this, this a little bit he's got it's almost like he's talking into one of the talk boxes mm-hmm. now it's, oh, wow. you know he's still getting cast if you go on youtube right now and type in val kilmer i, I just read his i picked up his book because it's actually quite great he's got he, he tells it really really all this all the tales of all the all the movies he's been in but he actually still getting cast in movies. Oh, that's cool. Isn't so he in the new playing. Top Gun? Yeah, yeah. he's in the new Top Gun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. guessing the funeral yeah. scene is his. <laughs> I'm guessing they, they kill off the Iceman. I'm guessing Ouch. they kill off the Iceman. Well, he can't fly a jet when he's like, I'm, oh, I'm flying around. Anyways, um, but I think that they, uh, yeah, I think that they, <laughs> I, I don't smoke, kids. I thought anyway, you were going to say this guy. Like, you know, how, you know how in the movie Solo, uh, uh, Lando's robot partner gets uploaded into the ship? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe Val Kilmer's voice gets <laughs> uploaded into a make. <laughs> like Knight yeah. Rider in a, in a plane. Yeah. Heart left. Uh, uh, all right, that's Marvel and, well, what's Marvel and Star Wars. JJ. I got one, I got one question for JJ. So, JJ, yeah. you uh, are into comics a bit, right? Yeah. A little bit. What is your favorite? So I love, uh, I don't, I'm a little bit older, but um, John Byrne and Chris Claremont did an X-Men run around the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. It was when Phoenix first came in. Right. Right. Um, the first of that, that's my favorite run of comic books is that X-Men series. Uh, what, what's your favorite comic book run storyline or art or whatever, buddy? Uh, probably X-Force, um, the apocalypse arc. Uh, oh, right. Uh, okay. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Dark or Archangel arc rather. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just amazing and and then i was into the whole uh x or spider-man uh, ultimate spider-man and ultimate x-men and i thought they had some some good arcs in there as well um and uh dc uh since the 52 the new 52 uh the reboot yeah. of uh of just batman i thought was really fantastic as well oh, it's with, huge uh, now too man. Of owls but i you know what since yeah. oh, since my kids though, right yeah yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. amazing, dude. Batman fans need to read that. But I got kids now, uh, so I can't. Uh, I can't justify spending like literally three hundred dollars a month on comic books. So wow, that's I, tough. Yeah, I'm down to like, I dude, I'm like, I'm sixty to hundred. Yeah, closer to sixty usually. Yeah. Um, I'm getting I'm trying to be a little pickier, but I'm not buying. I'm not buying the big back issues anymore. Yeah, I used to always save up money and eBay. Yeah. X Force was my last favorite. Uh, you can't see my nerd closet, but I got that's all right. I got Phantom X. Nice. Up so there. do you have, do you have, did you get uh new mutants as well with like the first appearance of Deadpool? Cause that new mutants went to a hundred and then turned into X-Force, right? No, I didn't. Oh man. And the Deadpool was like 96, I believe new mutants 196. And then when it went to 200, yeah. And then it turned into X-Force right from there. So that's what Deadpool came in from the end of the new mutants right into X-Force kind of thing. So I got that one from the, right. Okay. Like, so, maybe, so maybe I did. So I, I, I so yeah. Well, if you have that one, but it's worth like a grand, is it? Good one. Oh yeah, dude. Well, no, I got to yeah. check. I probably do. Like you got I in the old comics do. there. 
Well, I can help you out with that, buddy. You just hold them up and I'll tell you the price. I got a, a six long boxes in my storage room. So nice. maybe one right day we'll on. do an episode where we'll pull out uh, if you invite oh, me back. Oh, we will. Man, see, I, every, I episode we do, every episode we do, we come up with a new one. We got a whole Star Wars episode coming up. We got 80s wrestling coming up. Yeah. We got a came Which, from the basement where we show off our old toys. Wow. Our new toys, depending on how you buy your toys. That's going to be a couple have, Yeah. Came, Mike, what do you got for favorite box. comic series? Mike, what do you got? I was not as as crazy as it sounds. I was not a comic book kid. I really wasn't. I well, what about cartoons? What was your favorite cartoon when you were younger? Uh, Transformers, GI Joe. No, I like I like GI Joe. You know, from from a cartoon yeah. standpoint, I, I watched GI Joe religiously. Yeah, yeah, uh, me too. I loved it. They're oh, nice. on WUTV channel yeah. twenty nine. Channel twenty nine. <laughs> Uh, that was also where you got the best wrestling. Yeah, yeah. true. Uh, all the best stuff came from, you know, Buffalo. Uh, surprisingly, how things have changed. Um, mm. But no, I wasn't much of a comic kid. And I, you know, I, I feel I, I feel bad that I missed out on some really good stuff. But that's the wonders of the Internet. Like I said, I, I saw the reference to Avengers 116 and 117. You just have to type in Avengers 116 mm. and... Yeah. Boom, it's on the internet. So free comics uh, online. That's well, what it's called. Yeah. Well, if you go to freecomicsonline.com, there's like tons. Of- yeah. So it, it's kind of neat to, to sort of go back and and especially with the whole Marvel universe, the cinematic universe, and and go back and see some of these stories like the Infinity Gauntlet, mm. like that. Whole- oh, yeah. I was going to say, you should read that, Mike. It's really, yeah. you'll, if you haven't, you can but, see the real comparisons in there, especially with Nebula and stuff like that, right? And just some small little twists. It's cool. Yeah, Nebula. You know, uh, I'm sorry, but that is that is probably one of my my favorite characters of the whole. She's awesome. And uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Karen Gillum. Karen Gillum is that is that her? She was oh, she was one of the Doctor Who's, wasn't she? Oh. I'm pretty I'm sure she doc- was. I'm not a Doctor Who. I'm not a Doctor Who guy. Okay, but I, apparently she was one of the Doctor Who's, and I I thought she's fantastic, and I hadn't you know had not seen any of her other work right. prior to Guardians. And, Very minor character, buddy. Like you know what I mean? And like, bam. One of my faves. Her and Drake. We can get into see some, what the stuff you just James brought up Gunn. there. We could get into for us Ontario kids, get into what we grew up on. And like there was the Doctor Who into the old Spider-Man, a hilarious house of Frankenstein. Oh, the, was all, they were all happening at, uh, within the time, anyways. Chris is way older than us, so he's got a few hey, more of those, hey. but we can we can get there. Hey, that, that, that's that's hey, an idea. For, that's an idea for a podcast that's in the hopper. Just oh, that's right. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Now we're going to go to, uh, to to Buffalo 29 for a minute. JJ, we're going to, Chris has got some wrestling questions for Mike. Oh yeah. Mike. Okay. How's your time, right. JJ? You all right here? All right. Yeah. No, I'm good. 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 Let's do this. All I right. got two, they're not too many. They're like these ones, oh. these ones, Mike. Yeah. Wrestling. There we go. I heard the sound effect. So Dun-dun-dun. Mike, I just, I just need you to pick one of these two. Are you ready, Mike? Okay. Ultimate Warrior or Macho Man? Oh, come on. Not even close. Well, I don't know. I Yeah, cup of coffee. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Uh, right there. Macho Man. Macho Man. Yeah, I would too. I would too. You never know, man. Some people, some people are Brent. Oh, macho all the way, man. Okay. Here's a good one, I think, anyway. And hey, um, uh, tying yeah. into the whole, uh, uh, well, Marvel's, well, not so much Marvel at that point, Fox, but uh, he was in uh, that. Wasn't he, wasn't he in uh, X Men? Spider Man? No. Oh, he was in Spider Man 1. Macho Man was in the original Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Spider Man 1. That's it. Okay. Yeah. He was the wrestler. He was the crusher. Yeah. yeah that's all right. right. So here's a good one. I like this one. This, this is pretty. Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan? Start with Mike. Oof. Ah, 
almost like you have to abolish one of like you know oh, you keep one and the other one you keep one no you pick oh, one you want to keep oh and the other one is, with, is going to be without question it'll be rick flair okay rick flair i keep i when i uh when i was in uh where were we were in miami in 2012 for WrestleMania. And that was the night that edge was inducted in the hall of fame. So they had the Beautiful. after party in the, uh, it was the intercontinental hotel in Miami and mm -hmm. right uh, by the lobby, there's like a little restaurant bar and that's where they had the after the after hall of fame party. And mm -hmm. I, I got to meet Rick. I got to sit down with Rick. He told me uh, a crazy wow. story from when he was a kid. Uh, and his daughter Charlotte was sitting there listening to this story of how, when Rick was running wild with the four horsemen and his wife at the time was ready to split uh, with Charlotte, he drove uh, with his manager at the time, J.J. Dillon, and went in to grab Charlotte before she got taken away by her mom and wound up falling asleep because he was drunk uh, in her room and JJ fell asleep at the wheel of the car out in the driveway. It was, it was this crazy and poor Charlotte is sitting there listening like, Oh my God, dad, I can't believe just, it. just to relive it. Right. But Rick was hilarious. Like Rick is, Rick is exactly what you expect. Like what you see on TV. Uh, mm -hmm. he, that's him dialed up. He doesn't turn it off. Huh? It's just, he is, he's on all the time. He, he's like a super, super nice, but we sat there and it was, Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there with, um, uh, do you guys know who Arda Ocal is? Yeah. He used to, no, he worked at, yeah, I worked at Sportsnet. Uh, he's with ESPN in uh, New York now. Mm -hmm. Him and I were sitting there, and Adam's cousin Matt was was coming to uh, to join us. And Rick, all of us, you know, Rick, guys, guys, uh, this is uh, private. Just could you? Play? And he's like, I'm I'm Adam's cousin. He's like, Oh, hey, no. But he was really like, you know, if he's you come into a certain, he welcomes you in. You don't kind of sort of step into it. Ah, he was such right. a cool dude. Uh, Adam's mom, uh, who, who passed away uh, a couple of years ago, she was there. We stayed at the bar till five 30 in the morning because her, her thing was we got out last Ric Flair and we wow. did. We watched Ric Flair go to bed at five 30. He gets up, walks out of the bar and he's like, that's it. Kids. Nate is going to bed. And there were still people sitting in the lobby that were waiting for autographs. And they had kids like sleeping on this. He's like, guys, Jeez. take your kids home. Uh, but Ric Flair, hands down, Hulk Hogan. Right. He, uh, JJ. he lost yeah. me in the, in, the, in the last couple of years for his mm -hmm. stuff. He's paying for it, too. JJ, what are you saying, buddy? Yeah. So, I'm sorry to say, but Hulk Hogan. <laughs> all right. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh, yeah, after all that. <laughs> uh, Ric Flair just always, uh, I, I don't know. He, he, he was, it was too much. Although you could say they're both too much, but I, you know, I'm, I'm a kid from the seventies and eighties and Hulk Hogan's, you know, eat your vitamins and that whole thing. Whatever. What you gonna do brother? All that, all there that. I, I, I bought into it. Brent. Um, so I'm flair, but I have to ask the question to the panel for a minute. Mm -hmm. Um, I was showing my little guy some old Macho Man stuff and all the rest of it. And if you look at um, uh, Hogan's reputation, obviously, now, as you're saying, Mike, over the years, mm. uh, especially over the years. But what would the scene look like right now without him? So if Hogan didn't drop the leg drop on the sheet, they didn't decide to make him the champion and turn it into the All-American thing and everything that was going on at that time, who was it going to be and who would have taken it, the WWF to where it is in order to produce everything that we're seeing now. Cause let's be honest, 
as much as I love NWA and that time frame, I mean, that rise of, of the WWF in that time and to JJ's point about Hogan's larger than life. Cause until I started cheering, when did I start cheering for the bad guys? You know, not till nineties, like everyone else. But at that point, when Macho Man won the belt, that was like, this is the first guy. This is the first guy since I've watched wrestling. That's been the champion other than the, the fake little Andre thing. Right. I'm like, where would it have gone without him? And I, I know that that debate goes on forever and ever and ever, but would Take Flair have gotten it there? If Vince would have stolen, snagged Flair somehow and built his company around that at the time, would it have been the same? That's my question about it, but I am going to go Flair for strictly oh. from the standpoint of, of um, I think every single wrestler on the planet acknowledges um, that that's, you know, the epitome of it. But I, right. my question, and I'll give this to Mike for a minute. Where did, where would it have gone if they didn't decide to go with Hogan? There's no question. Hulk Hogan at the time was, that was the, the meal ticket. That Not was just the, the time, that, Mike, even when he turned, when he turned, he became bigger. Yeah. Well, okay. NWO aside, let's go back. 1983, yeah. you know, the whole chic thing. Bob Bob Backlund was supposed to be the guy. Yeah, sure. Uh, Jimmy Snuka, surprisingly enough, was also supposed to be the guy. In between wow. killing his um, wives. Whoa, beyond, yeah, watch Beyond the Mat yeah. on that, buddy. Yeah, watch watch Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, brother, Dark yeah, Side brother. of the Ring, that's it. Holy uh, but okay, Hulk Hogan is all news to me. Holy shit. Oh, you, JJ, you gotta watch. <laughs> That's Side another episode. Keep going. Mike. Oh, oh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan with his appearance in Rocky three. Uh, right, right. Followed, followed by that crossover with Mr. T and mm. WrestleMania. Like that was, yeah, that's the perfect storm without Hulk Hogan. Do you have that boom in the eighties? Probably not then. I still think you probably would have gotten it at some point from somebody else. Maybe not as big. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter, surprisingly, at the time, was was, was crossing yeah. over with the G.I. Joe thing. I think there was an issue, though, with money, uh, mm -hmm. with Vince and um, the licensing rights and and sort of the... Oh, yeah. I think, I think there was something there, too. Um, right. But... Without Hulk at that time, no, I don't think you see it boom as much as it did. It when Hulk, storm. the whole NWO thing, that's that's a whole other ball of wax. The body of work, Hulk Hogan now versus Hulk Hogan then, it's it's like... You, mm. And Backlund didn't... How, I, how I do you... Backlund, uh, what's didn't want to lose the title. Backlund didn't want to lose the title to Hogan as well, I guess, right? It was a different time. Well, I'm just saying. So, so he, he well, all right, I'll lose to the Sheik, and then he lost to the Sheik, and then they could bring Hogan uh, in. Right? But they well, were... there's a, it's it's the folklore of did Backlund know that Arnold Scotland was going to throw in the towel, and was that the original screw job? Who right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But the, my my issue with Hulk Hogan is I loved Hulk Hogan. I loved mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. Hulk Hogan now, you know, it's it's tough to love Hulk Hogan uh, in in sort of the sort of the light that he's painted himself over the last couple of years. And does all, that... All your idols will disappoint you. 
Yeah. Unfortunately, especially if they were from the 70s and 80s. Because <laughs> I loved I loved Archie Bunker, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, so, but anyways, Flair for me, uh, but Hogan, uh, undeniable. I mean, you put Hogan in, or you yeah. put Flair in that role of Hogan, um, possibly because of the, the his ability. And he was, this nice. was the inspiration for a lot of the guys that mm-hmm. and girls that that have come since. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. So I got a follow up question to that one, Mike. So. Are we ever going to see anybody else to the height of a Hulk Hogan? And if so, hmm. do you got three guys maybe that could possibly do it in our rosters today? I think this is the problem right now that Vince McMahon is realizing very quickly is that they don't have a rock. They don't have right. a John Cena. They don't have a Hulk Hogan. Uh, Roman Reigns was probably the closest thing that I think they've had. Uh, mm-hmm. as He's far third as- generation wrestler? He one, two, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, third. I don't know if wrestling is going to have another big name like a Hulk Hogan or a Cena right. because I don't necessarily think that the eyes, the number of eyes are on there and the interest. I don't think it's there as much. I think what you're getting now is uh the hardcore fans and and sort of the blips you get the right. the Chris Jericho's you get yeah. the the Mike the the, the Miz uh, Mike Mizanin yeah. you get these small sort of things and I think that's yeah. the problem with Vince right now is that he doesn't have that marquee name that crossover name that everybody uh, whether you're into wrestling yeah. or whether you're into movies there's not that draw, which is why he tends to keep going back to the well and, you know, bringing guys like Goldberg back and the rock and the legend. I I was hoping that uh, Sasha Banks was going to get a main character in, uh, and and then I thought, because then she'd go on to do her own things. I thought maybe, maybe she could be like the new, Hey, like a female uh, version of Hulk Hogan, right? Where, where she's doing all these really cool things. Um, I I find her very intriguing. I really, I really like her uh, in the, putting the wrestling moves in there. And I think she's an amazing wrestler and uh, I haven't really seen much of her acting. Chops, so I don't know. Ronda Rousey probably would have been the closest thing that Vince would have had had she stuck around. Right. But I think yeah, I that was big, eh, Mike? But like was, when she was, was in there, that was big, huh? But yeah, I think I think that's the problem. And you know, the, again, discussion for a whole other day is why is AEW sort of weighing heavier than WWE these days? Right. It's because AEW is focused on wrestling and and just the business of wrestling whereas vince is just begging and hoping for another stone cold steve austin to to click and i don't i don't see it there i don't not not right now anyway so right right all right well, those are my those are, that's what i had yeah. wrestling nerd <laughs> and it's tough too because you if you look at the momentum things too right so like a lot of those things that came out of that time period so hogan's rise was a time and then out of Hogan, you know, um, Austin was a time. And then that led to the personality side of it taking over with, with, with The Rock. Cena was a slow build and then became that that sort of like go-to. I I honestly, I, I know that they're like the big guys. I thought they were on a roll with Daniel Bryan and then he got injured and that took the momentum out. I also think that um, the, if the punk thing could have been a big thing if that would have worked out better. And then in today's current state, they, you know what? It was interesting, Mike, because Reigns was getting booed out of the building. Then mm-hmm. he came, then he announced cancer, and everyone was like, all right, all right, time to get serious here. We're, we're sorry to hear that. 
And then he went away and then he came back, said I'm cancer free and then became the biggest face in the company. And I'm like, Oh, maybe unfortunately out of that, but maybe this will be it. And then uh, all this stuff kind of happened with the, I think COVID took a lot of wind out of a lot of sales. And then, so now they've almost got to start over and it's a good opportunity to find someone to th- take over it for the next 10 years. But is it going to come from AEW into WWE? Is it going to uh, be somebody from TNA that's, that people are like, whoa, I, this guy's going to become a giant star? I think it's like anything. Look at a guy like The Rock. He's got the it factor, if you want to call it that. He's got it. There's something about him that you just, you just knew was going to be big. Uh, Hulk Hogan, same thing. Like there was just something there. I don't necessarily think there's anything there right now. There, there are guys that could probably do it. Some females that can, could do the crossover as well. I just, I don't know if the time that we're in now, it's, it's going to be as easy to find the next person to take, a, to, to take that sort of leap from just being one of the pack to being this crossover superstar type thing. John Cena, he's going to be in the new Suicide Squad. Uh, maybe that brings some eyes back onto it. I doubt it. I think I think wrestling is is going through that sort of kind of we're we're sort of here now. Mm. Uh, it, it it dropped off. AEW Tony Khan and what he's doing there. I think they they got the right idea. Whether or not it's it's uh, it's going to last because you got to have there's got to be some sort of the WWE isn't where it is without Vince McMahon being at the top of the food chain. And basically being the ultimate, he's, he's the last answer in the chain. How, how do you figure the, U, sorry, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go how, ahead. how do you figure the UFC factors into where uh, the WWE is at this point? I don't know if I, I mean, UFC again, it's, it's, it's in a, it's in a position now where they don't have a George St. Pierre. Yeah. They don't have, you know, Conor McGregor, is is probably you know the the biggest draw and connor isn't really much of a draw anymore outside of fighting what jake paul or floyd right. mayweather yeah some fight um, coming up i think you know i, I think Next it's just weeks two weeks right I don't, I don't know if ufc has got the same sort of uh the same sort of hold as it did a couple of years ago but again let's look at the situation we're in now covid yeah. ufc in an empty arena is not like watching UFC with 30,000 people it's true. going crazy, screaming. You can pipe in as much fake noise as you want. Uh, it's yeah, it, McGregor loves the audience, man. So maybe maybe when things go back to normal, the fans will decide who that is. If you go back yeah. to a year ago where we were, you had two things that happened at the Royal Rumble that would have completely changed this oh my year. God, yeah. We had the return of your friend, Adam, that completely was one of the biggest pops in the history of the business of, yeah. a, of a guy coming back from a, I don't know if you saw it, JJ, but a guy coming back from a complete and utter, um, uh, you know, spinal stenosis, spinal stenosis and, oh, wow. and being out of the business for almost 10 years to coming back to the biggest pop. And then you had Drew McIntyre kick Brock Lesnar out of the Royal Rumble in one of the, probably the second biggest pop I've ever heard. I've heard in the last 10 years. And so I'm like, there's two scenarios right there where you could have had Drew be the next guy 
Adam carries the flag for the, you know, for this, you know, and helps build that middle division back up again, which would have been maybe created a brand new star. I think everyone's been so focused on pivoting on how to save the business over the last year that they, it just hasn't worked out. And the fans are going to decide in the end who they're going to get behind. And they just haven't been there. So standing by, I will say that the next big Renaissance change will be when Vince McMahon dies. That's when we'll see what happens next, because when he's gone, whoever takes over is going to decide the course of, I think, that industry as much as, you know, Tony Khan and AEW and those guys seem to have their vision of where it's going to go. I do think that once Vince McMahon is done out, God rest his soul, that's when you're going to see whether or not uh, wrestling sort of gets back to that that upswing it's kind um, of at that spot before water the, where it's water cooler it's at that spot before the monday night wars was just before it was lull i stopped watching it for like seven years i was like there's nothing here and then everyone was watching the nwo became water cooler talk for people for the casual fan and for the person that had no clue they knew what the nwo Hulk hogan's was. a bad guy why what are you telling yeah. Hulk hogan's a bad guy maybe he's wearing black we're at 90 minutes red, yellow so. we're at 90 minutes <laughs> So uh, JJ, um, yes, listen, so that's, uh, we'll wrap it up at 90 because we have so much more to cover down the road on a few more things, but, um, parting shots, parting hot takes, whatever we want to do. JJ, thanks for joining us this week. Um, and joining the panel. So, um, let's, let's start with you, man. Any, uh, any parting, uh, thoughts as we kind of go off air here today? Uh, just thank you for having me. It was a blast. I uh, got my nerd fix on uh this yeah. evening uh went to some territory that i've I'm, I'm not huge into wrestling but i found out some interesting stuff and stuff i'm definitely going to google after this <laughs> is done there, there uh, on the ringer dark side of the mat man wow yeah all right i'll i'll check those out for That's sure tough. uh this is it was a pleasure thank you so much uh if you have the time you could check out uh, my podcast unfiltered with jj and melanie of course over there on blundell.com spotify and uh, apple podcast thank you guys appreciate it Wicked buddy. It was good talk, talking with you, my friend. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, come back anytime. We got lots of things ahead. Michael, uh, hey, I mean, what are you up to, man? What's been going on? You know what? Um, I, I, I don't want to end this on too much of a down note. I'm going to share this. Hopefully this shows up here. I'm sharing this picture. Uh, yeah, yeah. Post. Yeah. Uh, this is my buddy, Brad. Um, he's a, a voice actor friend of mine that I met uh, about eight years ago. Uh, at a conference, he was doing a panel. It was a, a breakout panel on video game characters. And it was my first conference uh, since I'd gone full-time voice acting and and got to meet a whole bunch of these people. And, and I met Brad. He was uh, an incredible talent back then. He was living in Texas. He had done some, uh, he was working for uh, a company called Funimation. They do a lot of Japanese dubs, uh, English dubs of Japanese anime and stuff. Uh, he was supremely talented, had some confidence issues, uh, but we knew he was going to make it someday and finally he made the move i want to say five years ago to la with his wife uh, katie 
and he lived his dream, man. He has been in a ton of video games, uh, a ton of animes. He was in the, um, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a, a, Attack of, uh, is it Attack on Titan? Titan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, again, uh, it was a feature film. He was, uh, he was in that. Um, as a, as a character voice, uh, Brad, uh, passed away, uh, this week. It's, yeah. uh, crushing, um, COVID related. Uh, he yeah. suffered a heart attack. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he was a heart of gold and, uh, it really crushed me because he was a part of a, uh, uh, you call it like, a uh, an accountability group of voice actors from that, from that weekend that we met, um, there were five of us that sort of got together and uh, we had a group chat every week. We're just, we would rant, we would uh, boost everybody. We would, you know, leads and, and critiques and everything. Uh, so that hasn't been a week that's gone by that we haven't talked. I haven't seen Brad in person since I was in LA, I think it was 2017. Um, so this was this was hard because we had just done a whole new year's thread sort of like, Hey, fuck 2020. Here goes yeah. 2021. I uh, had no idea. So he was 43, which is Holy way too young. Uh, yeah. But he leaves behind uh, an incredible uh, body of work. Uh, everybody that's met him, loved the guy. Another one of those guys that not a bad word could be said about him. Um, and, and super talented. So if you get a chance, check out his IMDb. It's uh, Brad Venable, V-E-N-A-B-L-E. Uh, see the stuff that he was in. And it's uh, it's it's pretty amazing uh, what he did. I will miss him dearly. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm so grateful that uh, I... He was my buddy. So well, stay tuned. Sorry for your loss, buddy. Stay, we're sorry, sorry for that, brother. And you, everyone listening and watching, stay tuned. What we'll do is we'll work with Mike to put together a little uh, thing on behalf of uh, Kids on the Escalator. And we'll do a little, uh, we'll put a, uh, some links and a whole bunch of stuff to his body of work and, um, and get it out there. You know, but otherwise, man, that's it. So. I, I'm just, I'm so psyched that you guys had JJ on today, man. It's it's, hey! it's very cool. And like I said at the top of the show, man, you, I am not doing this uh, <laughs> had it not been for you. So uh, I am eternally grateful. And uh, thanks, man. You betcha. Rad, 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 boys. There's a lot of credit that I don't deserve, but thank yeah. you. <laughs> Moving to uh, Chris, uh, let's get a Skeletron update oh, for, uh, for well, listeners at home. Skeletron Patreon. is out and taking over and the internet. The Patreon store is open, so go to patreon.com and put in Machete Comics and woo! Yeah! Get some video footage and some posters and a comic book and the uh, hard copy of the comic book, which I'm getting a lot of messages from people. The diehard fans want the hard copy. Um, we're discussing the digital copies and how easy it is to read them and stuff like that, and I'm selling those, but I'm getting a lot of people asking for the, the hard copy, which is cool. I, I know I, I, I get one maybe in a week here, and I get to kind of check it out, so wow, I'm really looking forward to that. Like my first comic book put it in the bag in the back of board sealed up and everything, but check it out. Make sure it's all it's, it's proper. And there's going to be some bonus pages in the hard copy as well. And uh, issue two is right on schedule for G uh, February uh, 1st release. And issue three is right on schedule for a March 1st release. So I'm, I'm on top of things. I got three issues ready to go. As I was talking to uh, Joe today, man, I'm hoping to walk in the footsteps of the walking dead. That's what I'm, I'm proposing this after, you know, one day, man, I sell this beast. But the cool thing about it is, is when you have a comic book online or whatever, it's like if they don't sell right away, you know, um, 
five issues down the road, a bunch of people pick it up and they got to buy the back issues. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it, it's such a great investment and I love doing it. I'm, I'm more doing this just because I've wanted to do it all my life. Mike, as you know, buddy, next I got to be that wrestling manager. Right. So <laughs> there you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe you can put me, I don't know if the little, if the little folk wrestle anymore, but maybe I could be a manager there. Hey, you, you know, if you ever get <laughs> they down still- this way, if you ever get down this way, I'm sure I can find, uh, I, I've got some connections to some, uh, independent feds out here that I'm sure we could bring some Mr. Machete in. So I would love to manage a team, like even just for like, or a wrestling, just for one time. That'd be amazing. Okay. Except you're not going anywhere in Ontario for months. So uh, I guess you're going to have to <laughs> It'll come back. Now. I know. See, now I can go to these to look forward to, there you go. And the Comic-Cons and the wrestling events, I'm missing all this. I could have a Comic-Con booth, you know, at the Fan Expo and everything. And I'm sure Dean could get me a pass to do all this cool stuff. And no, I can't do it. <laughs> but it'll come around again, folks. We just got to be good for a while. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, Mike's got a perfect example there. Why you keep your mask on. Do what you do. Like, you know, don't screw other people over, man. If you're going to be a, you know, a douche about it, just douche it up in your own home. That's important <laughs> for respect for other people. I want a right? t-shirt that says, just douche it up in your own home. Douche <laughs> it up in your own home. Yeah, I like that one. All right. Friends on Tour podcast returns in early February with the journey for Java. Yay. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Let's fight coffee. More coffee, more coffee, more you, coffee. How do you sleep? Like, if you drink as much coffee, how do you sleep, dude? How do you sleep? You never I sleep. Just, what are you talking about? You don't I sleep. do sleep, but you know, I, I'm a, I, 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 I caffeine doesn't bother marijuana me. That, that calms me down because I have ADD, right? Like as you're caffeine doesn't bother me a lot, but no, I have, I have medical marijuana that calms me down. And I, help me sleep. So I wouldn't sleep. I just be That's talking coming. about star Wars in my sleep and Marvel comics and drawing on the wall. I got that. I don't, I, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, the caffeine doesn't bother me like that. But I, I, get, uh, I get ready for Java coming soon. Uh, all right. A couple of thanks. Uh, number one, JJ, Mike, thank you guys for joining us this week again awesome yeah thanks buddy it was, it's come on anytime we're gonna we got a bunch of stuff coming up we've got the uh it came from the basement segment coming up where we're gonna be bringing out old toys which is rad toys um oh, we'll get the long boxes we should get your comic books out and i can help and i can just like it'd be fun because i can be like nope yeah. nope Ooh, put that one aside you know what i mean that'd be cool dude dude we can we could zoom chat after this we could do that we do a they, they have a card breaks but we'll do a comic book where you guys can <laughs> do, go through that do you uh do you still have your star wars toys jj I do. Oh, a lot of, a lot, uh, a lot. lot. Wow. I'd like to see that too. That's going to be fun. So I guess we got to, that's coming up. uh, I think we're going to try to do this next week or the week after. So there's that. We have an eighties wrestling show. Tons of stuff coming yeah, we got up. Chuck's Tons. Chuck from uh, I'm Mother Earth. He's I'm Mother Earth in the South. He's Earth. coming up. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of stuff coming up, as well, yeah. coming up there. Um, and then uh, big thanks to Dean Blundell and the Dean Blundell Network for hosting us over there. Uh, you can find us, uh, Kids on the Escalator, on all the things with the stuff. If you're listening to a podcast and you know where to find podcasts, so you can find us there. Um, Lonnie, our producer there beside yeah, Chris, uh, who's sitting over there. Uh, is, tells us that we have merchandise now. Yeah. So for a one hundred dollars, you can get a Whoa. shirt, which is great. Uh, no, these cups, seriously. these cups are now for sale for seventy nine ninety nine. We got all of you name it. What What is an actual <laughs> price on a t shirt? I, I I think they're like Lonnie. What's a fifteen price bucks or something like that? There's a whole bunch of stuff out there. You can check it out on the merch side, but. Oh, hoodie. Okay, hoodies are. We got, we got hoodies now too, Brian. We just got hoodies. Thirty five bucks for a hoodie. Okay. Is that the one with Mike's face on the front? That's we got reasonable. those ones done, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Mike's is on the back on this. That's right. <laughs> Once you appear on the show, you get to get on, come on the merch. So, JJ, we got to wow. we'll have a hat coming. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. JJ's going to be down the sleeve. Thanks, everybody. This has been Kids on the Escalator podcast. Uh, see us next week. I think we're going Tuesdays now. So, yeah. uh, join us on all the things. And, JJ, Mike, thanks, fellas. 
Thanks, guys. Nice. Good times, rad dudes. You Thanks, gotta guys. be fresh. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.